This is ContactTalkRadio.com, consciousness in action, and you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm happy to be back with you uh, live this week. And... Um, uh, tonight's show, I'm going to do some current events. I'm going to talk about some things that have been unfolding uh, in my head and heart and environs and um, and giving you some updates on the, the Tiger Iron um, uh, charged stone stuff that I've been doing, uh, really interesting developments, as well as I'll just talk briefly about some other channeling uh, that I've been doing that will become available uh, soon. Really interesting. I've been spending a lot more time with the Ascended Master Jehudi who's also known as Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin, and uh, in part, I guess mostly because of the uh, the dealio with the uh, Tiger Iron Stones and coinciding with my uh, uh, the last pass of my Neptune squared Neptune transit, which is one of those midlife transits. And so maybe I'll give you a little update on that and how that, how that fits in with this. And uh, my intention is also to talk a little bit about um, Mercury retrograde, which is happening right now uh, and uh and then today is um abraham lincoln's birthday and i just want to mention i'm not going to do a whole chart analysis uh and i'm actually not even going to give you his chart data because the best rating is like b uh, so it's like you know the third level i don't i'm not really into that but i want to just say something about that uh interestingly anyway because uh, i've been hanging out with jehudi so much he's always giving me this um this alternate alternative perspective on everything and hey what if you thought about this from the big picture uh view instead of just what your your linear logical mind has learned so just a little note on abraham lincoln too first some announcements the next major channeling event thing uh is this saturday with uh, center master jehudi as well as archangel metatron and um we did one in august we did one in november and now we're doing this third one here, where both of them uh, work through me on all the callers, as well as the people who get the MP3 later. So Saturday the 15th, uh, it's for, for 90 minutes. Um, and if you uh, you can get all the details at tdjacobs.com. But if you can't make the live call, then get the MP3 anyway. Even if you hear this years after the fact, go to TDJ, go to days, months, years, because the effects are really, really important. And the this particular call, uh, this particular event is on transforming depression and anxiety. So um, working on the energetic and emotional sources and structures uh, within a person, you can think of kind of um, energetic scaffolding on which um, – life experience is hung and these, the, the scaffolding can be changed and so you can be have energy work done that affect uh, tendencies towards depressiveness or, or depression and anxiety. Um, not that Jehudi, Metatron or myself are medical professionals uh, but there is energy work and then giving you affirmations that can be done. So I'm very excited about that Saturday, February 15th and again if you can't make it get the MP3. These are really powerful after the fact because um, like to my linear logical mind, it says, 
wait a minute, that can't be right. <laughs> My Saturn in Gemini says, I, I don't know if I'm going to buy that one. But what happens is, uh, as I'm channeling the two beings, and typically Jehudi will speak through me, and then Metatron kind of comes in through that vibration, so it kind of alters the vibration. Their combined vibration, so calling cards or bookmarks to them, happen through the vibration of my of my voice on the recording. So this MP3 is sitting around, you hear it two years later, and if you say to them when it's playing, yes, I would like your help, as they will ask you, with all these MP3s, they say, you know, would you like us to help you? Um, because our free will and our choice matters. They're not going to come in, come in and do anything when we don't actively say, yes, please help me or, or work with me. Give me something better to do with myself than I've been doing uh, thus far. Uh, anyway, so they will ask you, is it okay if we come in your field? If you say yes, through the vibration of my voice, those beings will come into you uh, through my voice. It's, a, it's really a fascinating uh, thing. One of those uh, things about energy that I've been learning about the last few years. And so um, I get great comments. I get just as um, wonderful comments from people who hear the MP3 later, whether days, weeks, or months, as people who are actually on the call. And either way, the recommendation is you reuse this recording again and again until you notice a shift. And so you get this uh, access to the Ascended Master and the Archangel. It's really, really incredibly powerful. And it actually um, requires a level of preparation for me such that I'm only going to do four or five of them a year. So these are special events. I used to do those um, uh, full moon calls almost every month for about a year and a half. And that was kind of... Um, training, I guess, for me to channel in this way for, for people every month and, and a way to set the stage and, and uh, for, for these bigger events, but also to kind of prime the community, uh, to prime you guys to get used to having this energy work done on these frequencies. And all of those MP3s, by the way, are available through tdjacobs.com. Go to the media page and you'll see calls with Jehudi or full moon calls or something like that. Um, so I think there are 16 over an 18-month period, if I'm correct, or maybe 15 over a 17-month period. But there's quite quite a lot covering each possible full moon and different chakra work in each one. So um, I, I'm, I'm going into this so much because I um, what I'm noticing is that my work as an astrologer is much less important than my work as a channel. But it's been uh, just about 10 years that I've been actively promoting an astrology practice. And it's been, I don't know, about three or four years that I've been talking about being a channel and that that latter bit has really uh, developed fully over the last few years so that I'm watching myself do stuff now, whether it's energy work or channeling or, or anything, and I'm um, or even charging these tiger iron crystals, which I'll talk about in a minute. And I'm absolutely uh, surprised. Part of me says, oh, this isn't really happening. <laughs> you know, because it's like it's like science fiction. A anyway, so I'll get into that in a minute. So that's the first announcement. Saturday, February 15th, uh, the Transforming Depression and Anxiety uh, channeling event. Um, even if you perhaps used to carry those uh, tendencies or those states as, as possible states, or you have lived with people who have or, or live with people now who do, uh, this this event is good. So don't, don't think, um, well, I'm not terribly depressed. But it's another opportunity to work with uh, Jehudi and Metatron in this empowering way that will that will get under the surface of everything that's happening and and, and help you even if that those themes happen to not really uh, stand out for you right now. If they have in the past, you've been around people who for whom they do. This is going to be a great event. Pause. 
announcement number two, and it's uh, Energy as Money as Energy, uh, begins March 1st. And this is a course that uh, I love teaching this. This is only open to a half dozen people. And uh, I love teaching this because it's about the link between love and money. And so it is, it's about abundance, but it's Jehudi's teachings, the Ascended Master's teachings in PDF form. And then you and I work on the phone together in a group, uh, in this small group, this half, half dozen people on your own personal chart. So you're going to get a mini reading and learn all these principles from the Ascended Master about money, energy, love. Uh, giving and receiving, opening. It's it, and it's intentionally priced low because people who need the course have some money issues sometimes. So, so go to tdjacobs.com. You can get the info on that now. Just to be clear, and I really want you to to pay attention to this part. Um, I say it starts March first because that's when the the channeling and the affirmations get sent to you. You need a week to do that. The two class calls are March eighth and fifteenth. So I say it starts on the first. But we will not speak on the phone until the 8th. But the class really starts on the 1st because Jehudi wants you to work with these affirmations and read what he has said so you can begin to alter your consciousness before we speak. So that's another uh, way to keep the cost down because we're not speaking a bunch of times. We're giving you Jehudi's teaching and then you and I catch up for two phone calls instead of like three or four. And it, and it helps keep it manageable. So anyway, that's that's happening too. And right now I have two signed up. So there are four spots open. So you want to jump on that if you uh, want to do that. And if you have questions about either of those events, uh, let me know. I'm happy to, uh, via phone or email, all that info is on my site, ddjacobs.com, about how to reach me. I'm happy to, to answer uh, anything, uh, you know, so you can find out if, uh, you know, if this or that is right for you. So please, please be in touch. I'm happy to... Uh, Happy to field questions and uh, and interact with you that way. So, uh, right now in Tucson, I live in Tucson, Arizona, and this is the site of the largest gem and mineral show on the planet. And um, this is my fifth year here, and I have avoided it the other years. One year I did try to go, but I felt that I was holding myself back because it was might be overwhelming. But this year I'm grounded enough to be able to go. And what happens for me when I spend a lot of time around crystals and gems, um, especially where there's like a room full of geodes, which are like these, you know, rocks cut open and all this like crystals inside, um, growing crystals, um, but also now even rough rock uh, that has certain properties. Um, you know, like a gravel driveway doesn't bother me, but like a whole tent full of like thousands of pounds of of uh, specific kinds of rocks. Um will have an effect on me. My sixth chakra, which is also called the third eye, opens in a weird way that leaves me this lingering headache. And often the headache will last two to three days. It's not a real headache, so I can't take any medicine or medicine won't help, say it that way. I've tried a lot of different things, um, the standard, you know, headachey type uh, medicine things. Um, and it's just open as though I'm channeling, but I'm not connected and I'm not talking to anybody. It's just this. It's really annoying. So anyway, so I've avo- I've avoided going uh, to uh, the gem show in the past few years. And this year, um, I was talking about it with my girlfriend and talking about it with a friend of mine. And I ended up going for part of an afternoon with each of them separately. So now I've been twice, and I've been to three different sites. There are 41 different sites in the in the in the city. Some of them are just wholesale, and so I couldn't go. Uh, you know, for people with wholesale credentials or uh, that kind of thing. Um, but I did go to three, and it was um, it's really a fascinating experience because 
I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of all kinds of things, rough rock, um, jewelry, uh, geodes, uh, polished crystal, um, all kinds of things, basically in every shape and, and, uh, you know, uh, every shape you could imagine and every, um, uh, kind of, kind of finishing, you know, like rough to polish to, to jewelry, all these things. And, um, I was able to stay grounded and I was able to stay in my body and, and when, that thing with my sixth chakra happened, I was able to bring my energy down so I could um, tolerate it and end up spending between two visits, you know, maybe three hours, three hours wandering around, which was actually, I, I just felt really great about it because um, the last few years I knew that it would not be uh, right for me. You know, living, well, also, as, a, as if you've heard the last few shows here, um, you would have heard me talk about how crystals never made sense to me. I didn't understand what they were and I wasn't at the, the consciousness level to be able to interact with them in an intentional way. But suddenly as of the last few months, this door has opened and, um, a part of my Neptune square Neptune transit, uh, I think, and, uh, is, it's really altered how I function. So I'm able to sense more and I'm able to be more, um, aware and more intentional about, about working with them and being around them. So what I've been doing, if you've been listening to the show uh, or the podcast, you've you've heard, or even following my blog or the YouTube business, um, I've been cutting and polishing and now charging my own Tiger Iron Crystals. Uh, I'm going to suggest that you go to my site. On the right-hand side of the, the homepage, there's a, a link that's very obvious to go to a page. Now, at that page, there's an explanation of all this as well as links to, I think, five different things. We really went all out to provide you with as much information as we possibly could about why we, me and Jehudi, why we're doing this, what he intends that that you are able to use a charged crystal to do, um, just kind of the whole, all the hows, whys, wherefores, and, and, and what fors and whatnots are all linked to from this page. There's a video, a channel PDF, and also a 25-minute channeled audio thing, an MP3 linked on my site that I highly recommend you hear. Don't listen to it while you're driving <laughs> because um, uh, even people who are very familiar uh, with Jehudi's vibration said, whoa, what was, what was the frequency on that? That's really different. And it's um, this really intense um, uh, energy, this really grounding intense energy that was actually – recorded while I charged, meaning I'm channeling him and putting his vibration into these stones. And that's for the, the very first set of stones uh, that, I, that I sold. So um, I highly recommend you explore all these things. And um, if you want a crystal, get one. Um, they are charged with his vibration. And uh, what that means is that he's, he's intentionally um, – well, imbued his level of awareness and his um, ability to be objective about why life happens and also his um, unshakable faith that everything is temporary and that you are always supported if you choose to know that and that you're always safe. It's kind of like all the things that Jehudi stands for about helping us evolve. Uh, this energy is putting these crystals. Um, people have started to receive them and um, – so I think I counted before the show. I think I've sold, I don't know, like 17 or 18 total, and I believe six or seven have arrived. Four more are in the post, and uh, you know maybe eight are actually are in the post because some of those are international people that the, the thing takes a little longer uh, to get there. Um, 
but about a handful of people have received their crystals already, and you know they open the box and they can tell it's different. It's not just a rock. It's not just a piece of tiger iron. It's different. So, and the other thing that I haven't mentioned um, anywhere really, except my girlfriend, as I tried to remember to mention this somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else, uh, is that I do have two Reiki attunements, and so some of how these things are charged will involve Reiki as well. And so those of you who are you know, have that attunement or have that familiarity with Reiki will um, will recognize that in the stones and uh, the crystals as well. I just thought I'd, I'd mention that just for the record. Um, so right now on the site there are three that are available, and it looks like I don't know I might be able to have like five to eight new ones every week because I am like cutting and polishing them myself, which takes time, and I have limited time at um, at uh, the club. The, the 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 local lapidary club. So um, so anyway, so it's not like there's going to be a hundred available. There's always going to be you know five to ten to twelve to fifteen available. I encourage you to to read the PDF, listen to the MP3, uh, watch the video, do all those things on ttjacobs.com because this is a major new direction for me. And and I mentioned last week's show. It's really a sense of renewal of purpose for me. Um, you know. What was going to happen after I wrote or channeled 14 books? Like, what what was going to happen when I couldn't keep writing? You know, what was going to what was going to happen with um kind of tired of writing and a blog all the time? Even over the last year, year and a half, that's tapered off quite a bit. So I started to do videos. I started to do different things. But it turns out I needed to get my hands active. You know, my my body involved as well as to to alter or how do you say this like develop a new relationship with a new tool and so i've been using tiger iron for years to um channel to ground and all that stuff but then i started working with a bunch of different pieces and then different kinds of crystals and it kind of just uh, opened up the door and shook everything up and and everything kind of altered so uh this is tom jacobs uh, on the soul's journey i'm gonna take my first break right now stick with me i'll be right back The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. 
Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, tonight I'm doing a little bit of a roundup, a wrap-up of uh, some current events in my own world. Now I'm going to do one more comment on the crystals and then um, shift into talking about some astrological current events. Uh, If you do have a question you'd like to ask me, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Evolutionary Astrology and Channeling with Tom Jacobs. There is a, a post that I that I put up there right before the show that says, you know, leave comments here if you want. So make them comments in that uh, in that post, uh, and I'll be happy to answer some things uh, on the air uh, if you want. If not, no worries. Uh, we'll connect some other time. Um, the other cool thing, though, about the Facebook page is that I posted a map that pinpoints where in the world these crystals have a, have arrived or are headed to. And this was as of several days ago, so uh, there are more points on there on the uh, updated map, but that map is up there. It's kind of cool. One in Australia, uh, a couple in the UK, and then different places um, around around uh, the, the U.S. now. And uh, that inspires me to be able to uh, reach that many people who understand what this is about and why having this physical object – of uh, you know, that carries a bookmark to Jehudi's frequency, which will help you see your life in new ways. It'll help you clear things up. You know, being able to get this physical object that will help people to them around the world—that's a new thing for me. Like I said before the break, renewal of a sense of purpose. I need to get my hands involved. I need to get my hands on some rocks, essentially. Uh, you know, as it turns out. Uh, so I'm excited about that, and. Um, the easiest way to find out about when new rocks are available, because I'm not going to write my email list, you know, every time. And obviously, I talk to you once a week, but I, but I might, or talk, you know, at you once a week. But I might have, um, you know, a couple twice a week. The easiest thing to do is to um, to check tdjacobs.com uh, and also uh, Facebook and Twitter, because I will be doing brief announcements there when a new set com- becomes available. I'm getting the sense because these uh, 17 or so that have, that have uh, found homes went really quickly as far as, as, far as I'm concerned. I, I didn't realize there'd be that much demand. Um, and so I'm really happy with the, where they're going and, uh, and I'm happy about moving them. And part of me is a little concerned about not having stock, but I think it's all good. It's a flow. And so I'm going to do these four or five, and then four or five people who are who are you know meant to connect with those particular stones will find the site and get them. And we'll just kind of do this um, for a while. I'm planning to, to do this indefinitely. And uh, I'm also going to re- branch out into some other stones uh, that have different properties, kind of fitting with the aims and goals that my whole entire practice for the last decade have have been about, though the techniques and tools have changed, the goal has always been the same, which is to help you make your life better and to help you be clearer and uh, have a better uh, sense of being who you are and fully expressing who you are. So moving on to some astrological current events, uh, Mercury is retrograde. I want to mention that for, for a couple minutes. I do want to say, though, um, I want to encourage you to subscribe to tgjacobs.com, too, because um, the full story on all the astrological happenings with the, the full of new moons and um, retrogrades and ingresses and, and all that kind of stuff is uh, covered every month in a variety of uh, materials. Um, and this month's uh, stuff for the Pisces thing will be released one week from today on uh, Wednesday the 19th because that's when the sun enters Pisces. So I encourage you to sign up for that. And you can do that monthly or uh, a, for a year and get a month for free. And um, But anyway, what I'm going to give you now is kind of an overview, but I go really in-depth uh, for all the subscribers. Um, Mercury and Pisces, as soon as it hit Pisces, it was an orb 
of Neptune in Pisces. It was four degrees away. So uh, as it entered Pisces and then went up, you know, to station a degree away from Neptune, that whole process was like triply Neptunian. Uh, it's like Neptune is already in Pisces, and then Mercury comes to to join it. So normal Mercury retrograde advice is to rethink, review, revisit things, but adding it in Pisces conjunct Neptune, the fog and the apparent uh, blocks or apparent difficulty of getting the truth or getting resolution or getting progress may actually seem overwhelming, and you may be driven sometimes um, batty or crazy by details that seem, you know, that they won't work. Well, the whole deal is about allowing something to work in a way that your linear logical mind, which represented by Mercury, uh, cannot see the benefit in. So when you uh, have a plan, you say steps A, B, and C are necessary, and B just will not happen, so you're stuck at A, and you can't get to B. Um, understand that you know maybe you can't see, maybe you have not foreseen, or you cannot now see. That uh, step B, maybe, it, maybe something else isn't lining up to enable that in the right way. So can you have patience? Can you chill out? And that's one of the big invitations here, but it's like triply Neptunian. It, it just... I don't know. I don't even know where I get triply, but it's just like more than double. Say it that way. Maybe it's 2.65 times Neptunian than if it were just uh, – or 2.83, whatever you like. If it were just Mercury in Pisces you know, stationing uh, and then going retrograde. Right now, it's uh, almost back into Aquarius. So you may have um, a little bit of uh, cleverness or insight into how to fix things, but you may also just go up in your head and be confused about why the world – schedule time these people and these machines don't cooperate with your grand plan impatience is a hallmark of uh of aquarius and so <laughs> objectivity is a, is a great thing but also it comes with impatience sometimes why isn't everything moving as quickly as i'm trying to move and so uh because it's mercury retrograde starting you know with this neptune bit uh starting conjunct neptune it basically you will also not be able to move as fast as everything else that's not moving fast enough for you. So give it time. You, you know, if you're listening to the, the recording, replay that because uh, you, you're actually, you know, functioning in the same way as the rest of the world that's not working with you. So it's kind of like the time to go with the flow, the time to relax a little bit. Um, so that's my Mercury, Mercury retrograde bit. Um, when it does go back into uh, Pisces later after it's direct, you may see some resolution of certain things that are up in the air now. Again, um, Mercury conjunct Neptune, the fog, but also insight is possible. Insight into uh, behind the scenes, um, realms you cannot see. Like, for instance, my Mercury-Neptune conjunction natally is one of the things that um, supports me in working with these unseen beings and using intuition uh, you know, as a way of making a living, frankly. Um, and, um, you know, not just using it, but also doing something with it. And, um, and so Mercury and Neptune together is the, the linear logical mind touching, you know, when they're conjunct, uh, it's touching this satellite dish for all kinds of information. So if you listen to the show, you hear me talk about grounding all the time. And if you've ever talked to Jehudi, the Ascendant Master that I work with, you, you hear that, you know, nonstop. Um, but it's doubly important now, uh, during this whole retro period because of the, the, the influence of Neptune and Pisces with the with the Mercury. 
And then we have Mars is slowing down in late Libra. And uh, this is this is um, a really interesting one. I'm actually having a Mars return where Mars is almost sitting on my Mars for months. It's As it grinds to an apparent halt – uh, before its uh, retrograde uh, period begins, I believe at the end of March, uh, I'm having a Mars return the whole time, and then for weeks afterward. And um, I did notice it um, the other day where uh, my Mars is natally conjunct Uranus in the first house, and uh, I was at the I was at the, the the club shop doing work on stones, and I was doing something that apparently is not something you were supposed to do. <laughs> with the with the equipment, with his particular equipment, and I had not been instructed not to do it. Now it is not that somebody said, "Hey, do this thing incorrectly," but you know somebody was aware, and that person you know was aware I was doing this and didn't think it was a big deal. Well, that guy wasn't there that day, and so somebody else was the monitor who was there, and um, I, I found this this guy was kind of talking at me, which felt kind of I don't know, it felt kind of aggressive, and I felt like my my Mars hackles on – I don't know. Do you have hackles on the back of your neck or those hairs? Anyway, the little hairs on the back of the neck coming up and he was like, hey, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, to, to be a problem here but this is the rule. And I was like, yeah, but the way you're doing it is really terrible. <laughs> so we had this kind of weird Mars and Libra conversation and um, anyway, so I, I, told, I totally had this but I, I haven't noticed anything – anything else kind of Mars return like happening. Uh, but that was definitely interesting because I was totally stressed out, like angry that this guy was like ruining my rhythm and the way he was talking to me. It was like, um, like if you see somebody doing something wrong, you can say, Oh, Hey, um, this is how I would do it. Right. And of course, Mars and Libra in the first, I, I want this guy to talk to me. Like I would talk to him, right? It's Libra stuff. Of course he doesn't know me. Of course he does what he does because he's a different person. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and, he's, and he um, he basically says, "Well, I mean, the sign says blah 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 blah. You don't don't you know, and don't uh, don't use equipment without asking." And he was like basically reprimanding me for using a piece of equipment without asking how to use it first. And I kept saying, "Well, that's that's not what I did," but he wouldn't let me tell him so he kept saying it over and over again finally i said but you've told me that eight times and i am listening he also told me to listen to him 10 times so i was like and every time i said i am listening so this is really weird mercury retro mars return kind of thing um and then he actually kept interrupting me later and i think to give me tips and tricks that had nothing to do with what i was doing and i think he just um really wanted to make sure i had um a positive experience <laughs> but he was doing it in a way that was like I don't know, like a second grader correcting a kindergartner who's actually 40 years old. It was really weird. Anyway, so that was my experience this week with uh, with my little Mars return. Maybe I'll keep you updated because it's this, you know, tremendously long Mars return. Normally, if, if it's not, um, you know, if you have a Mars return, which happens about every two years, uh, you don't have it long and drawn out like this. Like, you know, Mars just passes over Mars and you have a boost of Mars energy. So whatever you're your natal Mars is doing it, you know, you get this, this sense of re- refreshing or renewal about it. And you might need to do something Marsy, you know, to use the energy in a way that kind of wakes you up to a new possibility or reminds you that this is happening. And that that's kind of a, a general guideline you could use for, for a bunch of different returns. Um, and, uh, but this, you know, it's around the time of stationing, it's this, you know, 
I, I don't know. Like it's going to be this endurance marathon for me to remain grounded and be patient because I'm sure there are going to be a bunch of little things like that that come up. And uh, you know, basically learning diplomacy is a way that I think about my own Mars and Libra in the first. Uh, learning diplomacy, needing to be active, needing to be assertive, but learning how to how to interact with people in um, increasingly better ways. And uh, you know, giving myself the benefit of the doubt that I'll figure it out someday. But uh, yeah, so that's a current event too. Um, what else do we have here? Um, we do have a, we have a, a, a full moon coming up, the full moon in Leo. Um, I'm still kind of working on what that, what that means. I did a video for subscribers, uh, that was released, uh, three, about three weeks ago when the sun entered Aquarius and I, and I had a lot to say then, but I've just kind of spent so much time in the channeling space that, um, I'm going to have to keep thinking about that. So anyway, I just realized that I was almost not going to mention it. So I thought I'd at least include it briefly. Um, but general themes, I'll, I'll, I'll do that for you just so, you know, I'm <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's very Mercury retrograde leaving Pisces right now. Um, at least in my head, it's very much like that. Um, the sun's in Aquarius. So you see the light of, you know, the, 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 the light of awareness is shining on Aquarian issues. And then, uh, so the voice of reason right now is speaking the language of Aquarius. Um, be objective, look ahead, have a vision, be social, connect with people, make quick connections, and this kind of thing with Aquarius. Be free, create freedom. And the moon is, is already in Leo, uh, and when it comes up to being full, it will be um, uh, this this thing to release surrounding Aquarius, like recapture something Leonine and then let something go Leonine in the face of Aquarius. So you have the, the lights, moon and sun, um, you know, the moon reflecting the light of the sun, and it's kind of like this awareness thing. Something comes up into the full light of awareness, and you can let it go. And it's probably going to have to do with how much you play. The light right now, you know, the kind of voice of reason is speaking Aquarius, which is not about play. It can be very serious and can be very mental, and Leo is playfulness. And so uh, just keep an eye out for if you want to play uh, this full moon. I believe it's... um. I believe it's on the 14th, I guess, uh, uh, two days from now. Uh, then, um, then let it happen. Allow it to happen and look at whatever blocks might keep you from being playful. Why would you not invest in yourself as a creative, playful being? And just kind of be aware of that is, uh, is what I want to say about that. So we're going to take the second break right now. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. Stick with me. I'll be right back. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book, 
Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. back to the soul's journey this is uh, your pal tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and um uh i want to actually i want to wrap up the whole crystal thing and uh, talking about some recent channeling and then i want to mention something about abraham lincoln uh happy birthday you know honest abe um the one of the things that has defined the last couple of weeks for me is this whole prep process on these crystals and um and it kind of culminated with recording these two mp3s while i channeled and charged the crystals and what it looks like i just want to give you some insight into what that looks like because i've said to you oh i'm putting his vibration in this crystal while i channel him and what it looks like is um well i mean just physically the logistics (laughs) um i actually have a pillow on my lap and I'm touching them in such a way that I, my, I'm touching each crystal. So they're like eight or ten crystals at a time. I'm touching each one. And I have my Tiger Iron Crystal, which has been charged with literally hundreds of hours of channeling of Jehudi and doing like uh, cool things with it and energy work and all these things. I mean, all the time that I was channeling those books, the four books, um, you hear on the commercials, Jehudi Speaks, and it's four channeled books. Um that was all done with this particular crystal, uh, as well as all the full moon calls, all the healings, all the channeling sessions I've done over the last few years. So my stone is there as a kind of an amplifier. And then I'm um, usually channeling out loud speaking, so the vibration of Jehudi is coming to the stones. But also I'm doing a t- technique where I'm breathing in through my crown chakra, the seventh, which is located on the top of the head, simultaneously – uh, with breathing in through my roots and the bottoms of my feet. And this is kind of the core of the grounding practice. Well, the core of it is the, 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 the bottom part. Uh, but then adding it in, uh, the 13-minute MP- MP3 on tdjacobs.com, the free one linked from the homepage, goes through this process. So I'm breathing this in, and then uh, on that MP3, you have it breathing out through your heart to generate love from your from your um, uh, fourth chakra. And when I'm doing that, when I'm making the energy come out, it's coming out through my heart, to my hands and into the, the crystal. So it's not just Reiki because Reiki's passive. Reiki, you allow it to flow. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm breathing in from both sources, collecting all of this energy in my body, putting it out through my heart, which is being filtered, which is a, has a filter on it, which is Jehudi, and into these stones. So it's actually really intense. So what I, what I learned, and then in doing waves of that, you know, while and after talking, like this vibration. Um, and it's really intense. And so what I learned, I mean, I knew that was what he was going to have me do because I just, he kind of showed me and I was like, yeah, that's great. You know, I'm on board. But what I didn't realize was after I did this the first time, I was a lump at my house 
for hours. And uh, usually when my girlfriend comes home, I'm in my office, I'm, I'm typing, I'm emailing, I'm doing a reading or a lesson or something like I'm, I'm active. You know, like I'm up. And so for days she's been coming home and I've been like curled up in bed with all the lights off, just like lying there staying because it takes, it, it actually turns out to take a tremendous amount of energy to, to do that, that work for like an hour, uh, to do that, you know, uh, not just the, the channeling or the meditation, but to put all that energy in the stones. Like if I do an hour healing work for somebody, it's not going to be an hour of putting all this energy work in that person. There's some talking, there's some meditation, there's like, different kinds of things that happen. So this is a really intense process. And um, so time has been flying by a little more than usual. And I'm also becoming much more aware of how this affects my body and my personality and, and also my ability to do other things physically. So it's been a really interesting couple of weeks and um, taking a nap almost every day because all this stuff happens in the morning and afternoon. Um, but just, just to have that sense of wanting to describe to you that intensity of – for minutes, breathing this energy through both sources into my body and then into these stones through the, the filter of Jehudi's awareness. It's really, it's really like science fiction, but it's now. It's happening. It's real. Uh, so that's a note on that. It's, um, and, and that now I feel like I can relax about telling you because I told you. But it's just like this thing I've wanted to describe and I haven't really fully articulated it yet. Um, so I did two of these recordings. One of them is available to everybody, and that's on that page, uh, the Crystals page on tdjacobs.com. And the other one goes to people who have purchased one, uh, and so, uh, which is just further detailed instructions on uh, root chakra issues and some second chakra issues. Uh, the first one really describes root chakra and third, sorry, root second and third chakra, the first three, the lower three, uh, and how the stone uh, tiger iron affects them and how charging them changes it and how to work with it intentionally. Um, so there's that. Um, and then the last thing I want to get into is this thing, um, about Abraham Lincoln and not, not a chart analysis, but like months ago I was thinking about, uh, well, basically since Jupiter entered the sign of cancer last, I guess late June, somewhere in the twenties of last June, June 26th or something. Um, I've been really thinking about all these cancerian themes and, um, so, and Judy also actually nudges me about this, which is really interesting. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, because he has his own agenda for what he wants me to learn. And part of it does have to do with some things about American history, which is another part of the funny thing about this week when I was so tired, he was trying to get me to do this other thing. And I was like, I can't, I'll, I'll have to catch up with you next month or something. Um, but um, Abraham Lincoln Obviously, Americans know who he is. People who come here who learn you know, from other parts of the world, if they don't already know about him, they will learn about him. You know, he's a fixture of uh, the, you know, the American ethos, right? He's like a part of what it, what it means to you know, have a thing called the United States of America. America, sorry, the United States of America. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what, I, what I learned when I was doing this a few months ago is um, – Oh, how did I get there? I was looking up Lilith in different people's charts, and I found Mary Todd Lincoln, who's Lilith in Cancer with her moon, I believe is right – if I'm correct, if I remember correctly, right on her Cancer ascendant. So very emotional, and she is you know, reported to have lost it uh, emotionally and to, be, to have been hysterical. And, um, 
uh, I, th- I think relating to like like a, an ongoing grieving process related to the death of one of their children. Um, so not just like a random thing, but like a deep grief thing. Was well, a very Lilith theme with cancer, you know. Anyway, so um, so I was on her chart, and then I was thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll look at the good old Abe's chart, and I look at it, and then I look at the family tree, and then I do all this, you know, kind of that that level of research and looking at the charts of his children without birth times and all this stuff. And I and I um, uncover something that is certainly not a secret, uh, but basically um, his surviving children had children, and I think the, that generation didn't have more children. So there are no living descendants, you know, genetically to Abra- of Abraham Lincoln. Now maybe you're sitting here thinking. Why is Tom Jacobs wasting his time telling me this? <laughs> but meditating a lot on this theme of Jupiter and Cancer, expansion through um, connectivity, belonging, feelings, emotion, family, all these things. I was thinking about this, and this thing just overtook my imagination for about three days. And I really couldn't get past the jaw-dropping awe of this guy whom everybody knows has no like living descendants. So he's – Part and parcel of the American, of the fabric of being in America, and there, there's no uh, the lineage stops, and I just was blown away by that. And thinking about, I mean, I have my own my own uh, uh, South Node in Cancer in the tenth, and so I kind of had this this sense about uh, legacy and history and connectivity and all this stuff, and and uh, and so anyway, that that just really took me by surprise thinking about that. Obviously, it has nothing to do with him. But I just think about America's relationship with the idea of him and how he's one of those um, – uh, not a founding father, but he's one of those um, uh, people who are you know, integral to the fabric of the American identity and the genealogy stops, like the limit stops. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. And um, the, other, the other thing about that um, is that there may actually be one descendant, but it would be an illegitimate son of one of Lincoln's grandchildren. And nobody can prove it or disprove it, which is a really weird, really weird thing. And I and uh, you can find the um, the birthday, you know, of this guy. I don't know if there's a location list, but you can find the birthday and you can see where certain things are. Not a time, of course, but anyway, to be that person who is possibly, disputably, arguably, potentially the last living descendant. Of this, you know, most famous person. Anyway, I just think the whole thing is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, here we go. Angela uh, posts on the Facebook page with a question. Uh, hey, Tom, enjoying the show? Well, thank you, Angela. Uh, I know the chart needs to be looked at holistically, but what is your experience with the transiting North Node on the Natal South Node? That is a great question. She goes on. I have read only negative interpretations, like unfortunate, a relationship ending. Don't think that can be true for everyone. Of course, Sign House and Settle will give us more detail. I would appreciate your insights. Thanks, Angela. That's great. I guess this Facebook dealio works. Uh, okay. So, um, and also my ability to remember to look at it. <laughs> so, uh, that seems to work as well. So, um, transiting North Node can be thought of as an opportunity. Transiting South Node can be thought of as touching something off or pressing a button or palpating an existing issue. Transiting North Node is the opposite, the unknown thing. And so when you have what you're talking about, which is called typically a reverse nodal return, where the transiting you know, one is on the transiting other and vice versa, um, 
oftentimes there's this kind of reckoning moment where a decision needs to be made. So I think that some of those negative interpretations that like the one you mentioned, maybe you know, maybe they're not wholly inaccurate all the time. But of course, approaching it negatively will turn somebody like you off, you know, who's, who's into the positive, the positive thing. Um, but basically, there can be this sense of um, there can be a sense of crisis because you're at a junction. Basically, what is most familiar to you, your natal south node, is being touched by the transiting north node, which is an opportunity or uh, a way out of a conundrum or a new solution that you need to become aware of or something. And as you look at that, you have to sort out your south node stuff. And that's the key, sorting out the south node stuff. Just like if you had a planet natally on the south node, you'd have to sort out what was good about using that planet, what was bad about that planet. But it's also, in general, a lifelong task of for anybody with just house and sign, forget if there's, you know, forget if uh, the idea of a planet being conjunct the south node, to sort through what we do well and what we don't do well and what we carry that's good and, and bad. Because a south node indicates conditioning over many lives that covers the full gamut of positive and negative, healthy, unhealthy, happy, unhappy. It's like how the soul intends the human be conditioned to have a home base or a starting place in every single life. So you're all over the map with your with your south node. While well, as a transiting north node is there, there's an opportunity in the past or in something that you – perhaps a particular expression of that node that you don't feed. Like like let's say that um, it's a cancer – it's not. But let's say that it's a cancer south node. I'll give you a couple brief examples. Say a cancer south node. And let's say that, that um, you see the world – through the lens of emotion and you're you know you're in your heart you're seeing but maybe the transiting north node on that south node in cancer would be a new opportunity meaning another vocab word to do with cancer so maybe it would have to do with community instead of emotion or emotion instead of community if community is really really emphasized for you you know belonging or the literal home um let's see so now let me see if i can figure this out if you're talking about right now, uh, or instead of a general question, transiting. Uh, actually, let me just. Where is the transiting North Node? Oh my gosh, I am totally blanking. That's my Mercury Neptune re- retrograde dealio. Um, anyway, it's always um, asking you to look at something from the past because there's there's something that should be that could be dug up and polished. To have a new uh, shine, or something that you had thrown out that perhaps you should pick up and use, and think about it this way: with with the sign and house, like if it were Leo, maybe you're you're really creative, but you don't talk about your opinion. Well, maybe it's time to balance things out by by talking about your opinion, you know, or or the other way around, or you know, if it were um, Taurus, maybe you're into comfort, but you're not really clear on the value system or how money works, you know. So it could be all these different things, if if that makes sense um but i think any just for everybody i know angela you you understand this and that's why you asked the question but for anybody when you read something in an astrological interpretation in a book or online i mean basically you know lots of people can write books and the 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 philosophy that informs them doesn't have to be positive like you know but but anybody can put a website up and so you're going to find a lot of stuff on the web that isn't that might be well-intentioned but isn't well thought out. It's like God bless everybody is what I need to say about this, but you'll find a lot of crap 
and a lot of negative stuff too with the positive and good stuff. So what I want you to do is to be clear that when you find something negative where this is unfortunate, this bad thing's going to happen, and it happens on even very well-respected astrology sites, there's this kind of stuff happening. Um, and I want you to be discerning and to look for that vibration of negativity and understand that all planets represent things that are neither positive or negative. All aspects are neither positive or negative. All transits and progressions are neither positive or negative. Uh, I'm asking you to refuse to buy in to the sensationalist, fear-based garbage that says, for example, every Saturn transit except the trine or sextile is bad. That if Pluto's transiting in the sky, you're screwed. Like, you're not. It's just like you, you have to be aware that these things – um, you know, ask questions and, and all these uh, these things. This has actually been on my mind because I've been thinking about adding an astrology lessons area to my site. Um, so many people find my site through the Lilith and the Houses and the Lilith and the Signs pages. Like any given day, 30% of my traffic, whether you're talking at a month at a time or a day at a time, 30% of my traffic is people clicking into Lilith in the houses from searches. And so I've been thinking about doing that lessons thing and just like really emphasizing this positive thing. And then I will, I will never write a book about basics. When people ask me about what I recommend for basics, I send them to Steve Forrest's inner sky. And I, I told him that when he was on the show and he was very gratified and warmed about that, but it's true. I'll never write a basics book. So I'm not going to be that person who's, you know, really, really pounding out all this stuff in the basics, but I want you to have this, this, essential basic approach that if it sounds negative, read through the lines and understand that nothing in astrology is inherently negative. Angela, I know you get this. I'm not saying this to you, but your question kind of reminded me of that. Um, thank you for thank you for writing for writing in. And um, I think we'll play with that in future weeks. You know, I'll tell you to go to the page and you can, uh, you know, if you want to ask a question, you can get on there. Um, so we're just about out of time. I want to remind you, uh, I want to thank you for joining me on the show. And if you haven't uh, heard the show before uh, and you're just kind of joining me, uh, there's a wide variety of topics. And subscribing through iTunes is the best way to uh, – as practically the only way uh, to get uh, – to keep up on um, new episodes. Um, I do astrology channeling, mediumship, now with the crystals. I do energy work. I do all kinds of you know, multidimensional traveling things that I talk about. Um, and if you like the show – Consider donating to support it. You can do that at tdjacobs.com. And also um, uh, rate the podcast. That is really helpful to me. Rate and review the podcast in iTunes. Uh, and the last thing I'll say, because I, I forget it almost every week, is that um, there are, I think, 14 books between ebooks and paperbacks and uh, 14 books channeled or written by me. Five of them are channeled, the rest are written, uh, available through tdjacobs.com as well as Amazon and Kindle. So you can check those out to find out about the work that I've been, uh, you know, the, the stove I've been uh, toiling and slaving over for the last uh, four or five years to, to bring you insights and information. So thanks again uh, for joining me. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and uh, stay tuned uh, uh, for next week, another live show. Be well. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.